1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of News Flash Election Day coverage. We are live for you here today with a great show. We'll give you a review of what we'll know and when we'll know it. An hour-by-hour guide to interpreting these Election Day results. What to expect, how to view it, and how to not drive yourself crazy. Also, we'll take a look at the Joe Biden campaign, where they stand, how confident they're feeling, and how well have they played this election up until this point. Also, most importantly, in this hour, the Trump campaign. How have they played themselves heading into the election? Do they feel confident to win? And if they don't win, what will be the future of the Republican Party? And Maybe, if it's close, the future of the next two weeks. We have a very, very interesting uh, guest to join. And always someone with great analysis, David Lang. And welcome to our second hour of coverage here today on Election Day. Hope your day is going well so far.
0: Happy Election Day, Spencer.
1: Yeah, happy (laughs) Election Day to you as well. And what really could be Election Week Plus... Uh, as this year, the rise of mail-in voting will make election night much harder to follow. The results will be heavily skewed at various points of the night in most states, depending on when a state counts mail-in ballots in person, early voting, or election day voting. Uh, and there will probably be people trying to mislead you to think, um, that a result is in a certain place when, when really all like mail-in votes have came in and that may lean the vote Democratic and maybe all in-person votes. Could make it appear more Republican. Here are some some three tips from everyone from uh, Nate Cohn at the Upshot in the New York Times. It uh, says, "Be cautious. A lot of states are changing the way they're administering the election, and even the experts don't know exactly how all this is going to go. If you want to dig into detailed results, focus on the right places." Uh, if you're the kind of person who checks the results by county, make sure you're focusing on counties where all the votes have been counted. Partial results will be heavily skewed toward whatever vote method was counted first. So uh, hone in on the places where results are already complete. Um and really something you can look for is if a candidate is beating expectations with results that were supposed to be strong for the other candidate. Finally, focus on states that count their early and male votes before counting election day votes. They'll probably wrap up most of their count on election night. Uh, so their counties will probably tell us um, that we're really all where the vote's in. Uh, where we're going to see this is Florida, Iowa, and Ohio, uh, and Texas, which are good examples of this, and we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for Pennsylvania and Arizona. So, yeah, we can actually give you the hour-by-hour hour times here of what to expect, uh, but before we do that, um, I do want to give you, uh, uh, David, I want to give you a sense of what you're going to be watching for, especially with these, these Florida, Iowa, and Ohio, like those those results are probably going to give us a good idea of how the rest of the night is going to go.
0: Yeah, that, but that's if we can actually get some results that are reliable. We were talking about this just a minute ago. This is election like nothing else I've ever seen. I'm, the, the number of mail-in ballots is just excruciatingly gigantic. Uh, and yeah, you're right. It depends on how they're processing those ballots. Are they, did they start counting them? Did they start counting them on election day? I mean, if they're counting them on election day, you're going into the next day. There's almost no way. And then all the contestation that's going to take place when it's all said and done. I am not... I, if we get results inside two weeks, I'll be happy. Hmm.
1: Do you think that... I mean, how aggressive do you think the Trump campaign is going to be with challenging these these votes?
0: I think both camps are going to challenge everything they possibly can. There's a reason they all hired 100 and some odd plus lawyers, uh, these people are, this is all they do is ferret out, uh, minuscule, uh, uh, statutes that make minuscule differences. And if we remember back in 2016, the president won a bunch of states by a couple of thousand votes. And that's all it takes is a couple of thousand votes. You can bet that both sides are going to dig for everything they can get.
1: Hmm. But what would you say the Biden campaign is going to be challenging? What are they going to be look- We know Trump's going to be looking for the mailing right. votes, trying to sow doubt about them. them right. And the and, large number of that. What is Biden and, going to be? What is his equivalent of that?
0: It, it, he is going to insist that they count absolutely everything, whether they're postmarked or not. Did they come in the right uh, envelopes or not? Uh, do the signatures match or not? These a lot of these are judgment calls by the board of elections in individual states, and I can't see any of that ending well, especially if you're, uh if if that election board is run by an opposing party.
1: And a lot of those rules, a lot of those rules are kind of there are procedures in place though uh, per state, and it's such a patchwork. But um, the question is, well, I mean, how, how are they going? I mean, each each. You ha- has their way that they do it, and I think, I think most people call me a little bit optimistic here, but I think most people are going to like expect that, like that they're going to stick to the way things normally go, um, or at least the rules that have already been set out well in advance. so People, people know by the they're playing by the same rules right. you know, they played by for the, the last six, nor- seven, eight months. Yeah,
0: but we're talking about the way things normally go when you have a quarter as many mail in ballots. I think that changes everything, and I think that changes everyone's perception. Especially if we start going into the long extra innings on counting uh, absentee ballots, just the straight uh, mail-in ballot. In in New York, you're uh, you don't you have all you have to do is sign an affidavit that says you're the person who who signed the ballot. I can tell you, I got, I received two, in New York City, I received two military ballots and an absentee ballot that I didn't ask for.
1: Yeah, that was a big thing in New York City, people just receiving, like, double ballots, and then you send both ballots back, but you're not sure which one's right. Yeah, so it's going to be, yeah, there I, will definitely be a, a, uh, a lot of least, problems. At least three dead relatives that received ballots.
0: <laughs> this is, this is going to be a problem. Now, granted, it's New York. It, it will not matter, if Joe, you know. Joe Biden, uh, you know, he could be completely brain dead and still win New York. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, in other places where there have been glitches, you can bet that there are going to be challenges.
1: Yeah, there that, that is definitely going to be some. Hopefully, hopefully, like we know enough to get a, at least a good idea of the way things the way things are going to go. Um, at least by election night, or we have some sense of who's ahead. You know, I, so so there at least there's less like chaos in the in the uh, days to come. I,
0: I think it will be uh, so negligibly ahead that it uh, I, again. I, that's barring the fact that if, let's say you get to call a place like Florida, uh, a place like Pennsylvania, um, then then yeah you can contest all you like but you know the, the donald trump is not uh he doesn't have much success without winning florida at least
1: yeah 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 uh, for for something sorry. like the the mechanisms of the supreme court to play in or maybe like the all the judges he's been appointing to like, t- take a take a role in this election there's he's gonna yeah. have to get to that point first definitely
0: Yes, I agree. It's going to be it's close. It's going to be close enough to the you know those absentee and mail-in ballots, especially ones that are late and now put aside. Uh, we'll have to see, uh, but the, you know, I, God, I do hope that we don't have to go into counting all of these.
1: Yeah, hopefully that,
0: it that will be ugly.
1: Yeah, if it gets to be kind of. Yeah, to, once it gets in like 2,000 territory, possibly in in multiple states, then we could be in real trouble. Uh, let's start with 7 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. Eastern time here. So here's some states we can go through, and here's what we can ex- expect about these states. Board accounts actually pretty fast, but the problem with it, it is it's always very, very close. Um, yeah. the early and mail-in votes will arrive first and probably lean Democratic. Don't be surprised to see Joe Biden take a lead. Then the Election Day votes should flood in. We'll see whether President Trump can keep it close before really when he gets his, his second wave of support when the 8 p.m. Uh, pulls close at the Republican panhandle. Um nearly all the votes will be counted by this time it's going to be a slow trickle to the finish unless it's a really close race it yeah. could be called should be called on election night with Florida um so yeah right away there we we will get a good estimate like if if Biden for example uh really like blows him out of the water in Florida is like up by maybe 4 or 5 points which in Florida is kind of blowing out of the water uh, then we kind of know how the rest of the night's going to go. But again, that's a really only margin we can make a determinate because if it's close or Trump's winning, then anything could happen.
0: Yes, and especially if you look at how the polls trended. Uh, you know, Biden was doing. Uh, if you look at all the real, the real clear average, right? Uh, you're pretty close to the margin of error in so many of these states. Uh, there's no. You've got to be, I'll feel better about it if the tallies come in, uh, outside the margin of error of the polls. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, I'll feel better about that. Whoever it is. I don't care. You know, I mean, I clearly have an interest in the outcome, but you know, just, uh, as a, as a, as an outcome the binary outcome, the election is decided or it's undecided, I think this, if you if you can clear the um, the poll errors, then you know, I'll, I'll be satisfied that either candidate wants to challenge uh, various state election boards. There's not gonna be much in it.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, just looking at the real clear politics average of this, it is very very close. And yeah. uh, some of the in in, in Florida we have point nine, uh, North Carolina uh, for Biden and Trump point two in North uh, North Carolina. Uh, I mean,
0: almost all of them. There are very few places where you know Donald Trump is a you know runaway, and where Biden is also like a, a nominal runaway. Uh, it's and, you know, you've got to remember that we're not talking about popular vote again, right? We, Donald Trump probably never could win the popular vote. Maybe he can. But it'll still be super close. Um, this is about winning the states that he has to win. Uh, when you look at the map of the country and you see where all the uh, what's red and what's not, the entire center of the country is red. Um, it's those giant population centers, New York, you know, the states that contain those population centers. So, you know, New York, Illinois, mm-hmm. California, uh, Florida, you can throw them because of uh, Miami. But, uh, you know, you, you only have to persuade so many people for so many electoral votes. It's it's a fascinating system that our uh,
1: Founding fathers came up. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is very much a land-based uh, <laughs> system there. That is. Yeah, and it's like it's everyone kind of has their their different averages. Some people say that oh the the polls. I mean, we like some people like have problems with the five thirty average. Some people say the Real colour Politics average includes too many like like Rasmussen group polls. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now to ohio early mail-in ballots and mail-in ballots will come in first so don't be surprised to see biden taking an early lead then yeah. we'll have to wait for the election day vote vote which could take several more hours uh and that's where trump is gonna have to mount a comeback um yeah and this state what, what do you see happening with ohio <laughs>
0: Depends. what do i see Ohio with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere go uh, for Trump. And the reason is that I'm looking back at some of the primaries and the numbers of people who came out to vote for Donald Trump in a primary uh, were astonishing. He was the only guy on the ballot. I mean, there were also uh, I forget who was in there. That's how long ago it was. But they came out in record numbers to vote for a guy who was a shill. It's like that. Ohio has always had uh, a, a strong pull towards Trump. Yeah. So I figured Ohio goes to Trump.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a a safe bet uh, with. Uh, it's definitely on the safer side. I think if really if it's anything, it's. Biden being able to the the real question is, can he get the um, uh, African-American turnout? And this is going to be key for him winning, winning cities like uh, winning because in cities like Philadelphia uh, and and cities like Cleveland. um, Like it was a like that's what hit like it was like two votes per precinct. Uh, That's how much Hillary lost Michigan uh, by last time. Uh, it just if two more votes in each precinct precinct took on her way she would have won. And just that just speaks to how much of the way Trump la- won last time is just depressing her turnout and yeah. really Well getting, she depressed her own turnout. She yeah is that is, that is true. That is she true. Trump's
0: the worst candidate in history. He's the second worst.
1: Yeah, it's almost kinda of funny that um like uh, Hillary would, would I was thinking about how like Hillary is the only person who could could have lost to Trump in twenty sixteen and Trump is the only person who could have lost to Biden in 2020.
0: I agree with you 100. percent
1: Yeah, that that just just the way he is. Like, if he had, if coronavirus had not happened, I believe we would be talking about Biden, like just very oh, it, the it would,
0: it would have been a show. even with all the tweeting and all the things that you know, all these supposed things that suburban housewives hate. Uh, you know, they still like to have jobs and they still like a good economy. So I think your Twitter feed comes well down the list without coronavirus.
1: Yeah. And that's pretty much mo- most of what Biden Biden was running on. Like when when you don't have a job, you don't really care that much about the soul of the nation.
0: <laughs> exactly. right. Exactly. Right.
1: Uh, but yeah. So we now go to another very controversial one, and this is this is what he can do. This is really as a as a someone who wants to see a kind of more left wing Democratic Party. Uh, yeah. This is really what worries me. Um, a lot of the reason why uh, Biden has been so competitive in states like Georgia and North Carolina and Ohio is because he's getting these kind of like formerly right wing suburban people. Um, To really just switch over to the Democratic Party just because of Trump, and that's not that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable at all. Um, I agree with you. Like, there's going to be a Republican who doesn't isn't so uncouth, and he's going to they're going to be in real trouble. So that is it's you can enjoy it now, but I think it's it's very very disturbing down the road.
0: Well, I think right now you take what you can get, yeah, yeah, and then try to and try to fix it later. But I don't know if you can fix that. It's the the, the 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 Democrat Party more so than the Republican Party really needs to be two different parties. It, there's you know uh, uh, Alexandria Castillo Cortez said it herself like in, in a real world I'm not in the same party as Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, I and, think like there is one. It's it's not like they need to be. I, I don't think they need to be two parties to win. But there's just a two, two groups of people. Two groups of, again. Entirely different people, um, outside, outside, so, uh, in, in this, uh, in this party. And they're, they're really like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, they're perfectly happy. Like, this is what they've always wanted. Like, ever since 2016, uh, that's, that's what the plan was. They, they said so long to like the union, like working class b- voters yeah, that made up all of our, our electoral success. And, uh, hello to, to the Philadelphia suburban, um, Suburban women, and that's looks like it's what's finally going to happen here in 2020.
0: Yeah, well, they all, they said hello to those women and to you know the far left, uh, and that's the, what they're going to keep trying to cobble together. But I think there's a world of difference between a suburban housewife in Philadelphia and uh, you know and and the really radical left. Uh, they don't have the same interests.
1: Yeah, I we do argue a lot about it. the left. <laughs> as someone who is on it, like, does not feel embraced uh, by the Democratic Party. Like, I think the moment you see, we've already seen it. We see like Biden uh, with the guy, the guy who was shot by the police in Philadelphia. I believe it was it was Walter Walter White or um, something. I, I know his first name was Walter, but yeah, yeah. very very sad, killed, uh, and Biden. Just was like, what do you say to those who are like grieving over the 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 death of Walter White? And this is something that, while you are you probably are going to say that like you you agree, you would agree with it, and, and so definitely a, a position catered to uh, suburban people, and and it's definitely not to the to the black lives matter people. It's like the first thing he said was, well, d- don't do don't don't do any looting, don't do any looting, and no kind of acknowledgement of a Black Lives Matter. And that is I think people on the left should be preparing themselves for a future that was like a lot like Obama cuz Obama didn't really he kept a very arms length distance from all things uh Black Lives Matter in a way that the yes, Democratic Party would... had did, like you would not have seen Democratic Party people and the kind of cultural left the uh, like the cultural liberals uh, he kept the, he kept his it.
0: distance between BLM and himself, but not between uh, racial issues. Uh, he he did his fair share of stoking of racial issues. They all do. They're politicians. I
1: mean, but I think he just addressed them. I don't think he necessarily stoked. I think he was very very careful to not step on any toes whatsoever on that, yes. especially well, on that I, front.
0: It was clearly uh, more apprehensive about uh, for, about forays. It's because it's a it's it's a minefield. It, yeah. It it, it it's,
1: especially at that time, like people hated talking about it. But now, like I feel like we have gone through a massive cultural change that they they initiated. Right. They initiated well, in a big way, and they are not going to want to have when they take power.
0: Yeah. Well, I can tell you that uh, I think one of the missing, uh, what's missing in this in the conversation about this election, is it gets lost in in the uh, racial overtones. It the more I the more I look at it, and the more I talk to people, and I have friends uh, who have you know they're uh, black families. Of reasonable means, right? The more I talk to them, the more I realize this is not a race. These are not racial issues. These are class issues. These are people wanting to send their kids to school in safety, paying lower taxes so that they can, you know, have have the best life they can for their kids. Uh, It is much less about race. Than it is about class, although race is always going to be, uh, race is always going to dominate it, because that's what I think. I think it's the media. That's it's a lot. It's that, a lot more comfortable it's, to it's talk clickbait. about that. Yeah. It's clickbait. It's uh, class issues aren't clickbait. But Now you're talking about policies, right? And uh, th- th- I think that makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah, I think though. I it's definitely. I'm not. I'm. De- I do think, though, like people like Nancy Pelosi and like the Democratic leadership are not going to like want to come out and say these are class issues. Like we are, we are no, fighting no, a class war. That, uh, like oh that is God, not dude,
0: the uh... that's never going to fly. No, you could probably, ne-
1: never. You
0: could probably say that in a uh, in the Republican Party. I
1: think. <laughs> well, I think that like, it's interesting that people like Tucker are like trying to bring that in there. But yeah, and that's something I do want to get into. Is like. How is, how are we going to, like, what what is, the, what does the Republican Party look like uh, after Trump, which I think is really, really interesting, um, yeah. but, all right, we're going to take a brief moment to go through some of these these states here, just to, to give you an idea, yeah. uh, we can, we can do Georgia now, uh, and give, get your prediction on Georgia, uh, this one is going to be counting slowly, uh, the early in-person votes usually come in first in the rural areas, so Trump, We'll take the early lead there. Then we'll have to wait for the Atlanta area counties to report at all. Um, And then some Democratic absentee votes. We may not know who won this one until the sun comes up. Uh, North Carolina will have a quick count as with Florida. uh, Expect the early and nearly all mail uh, mail mail-in ballots first and fast. So Biden's going to take an early lead. And then we'll see a Trump comeback. back. Uh, we'll see whether it's enough. But we could have easily have enough votes for a call by midnight, even in a closer race. Um, but the thing is, the state does accept absentee ballots well after the election, which is going to help Biden. But uh, we may not need that many absentee ballots to determine the winner. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be. A little bit of an well, interesting one. So we'll, we'll, well talk about this the. Is,
0: this is the theme, right? It's it, if it came by mail, odds are it's a, a blue vote, and if it was in, if it's in person, odds are it's a red vote. Yeah, and that's just <laughs> that's why the counting and the qualifying of the ballots is gonna it's gonna be a tooth and nail battle if it comes to that. It yeah. just will be,
1: and that's gonna be it's gonna be so important for people to. I think I think people and all like politicians and in the media to like actually be honest with what's going on.
0: Oh, you're gonna ask the media to be honest about anything?
1: Yeah. The media I'm I'm not I'm not nearly as worried as about the media as I'm worried about Trump and this one. Oh, I, you know what, I think that's overblown, frankly. Um, you think he he will not try and uh, declare victory?
0: I I think I think he's the He's the world's biggest troll, for good or ill. Um, he he just says a lot of things. If you look at what he says and then what he does about the things that he's talking about, there's certainly more talking, uh, you know, uh, you know these uh, uh, oppositional questions. Defiant statements. You know, he just says a lot of things. That's what he does. It's what some people love about him. It's what a lot of people hate about
1: him. Yeah, I just like if I see a situation um, where it's very likely. I think it's like it's it's not hard to imagine a situation where you have people like going to like the Supreme like the Supreme Court. Maybe if it, if it's close, it goes to the Supreme Court. Like challenges in multiple states. Yeah. Uh, like if it's close enough, like, do you think the Supreme Court could like push it over the edge?
0: Well, I mean, the Supreme Court is going to do its job. Um, there's no reason. If, the bottom line is state election boards have wide latitude, right? But some of the state election boards are kind of pushing their limits, You're going to see, if it comes down, I think the Supreme Court is only going to take up whatever they can legitimately get their arms around in a federal sense. That's it. Letter of the law stuff. No one's going to, the way the court seems to be working is, because Roberts has been leaning more and more left, I think it's still a fairly evenly divided court and but now you've got more uh, textualists uh, uh, on the court as opposed to ideologues right? At least that's my view. Some people will disagree with that I'm sure Uh, With lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry
0: 18 plus they're only really going to take up what they can can truly feel confident about ruling on i think you'll see a lot of state uh, election laws stand and so pretty much whatever we're looking at as far as the rules with a few isol- isolated cases you've got they already deferred one ruling right by putting a band-aid on it uh we're we're just holding late votes and then deciding whether we have to count them or not. Well, if it comes down to that, you'll see uh, you'll see the Supreme Court still involved. But I don't know that they're going to get involved in every state. They're, they'll just kick it back to the states, which is their job, right? That's, yeah, and I think that
1: that would definitely be a more ideal situation. But even that, in that that um, kind of uh, referral that happened, I believe in Pennsylvania this past Friday, uh, yeah. there was an interesting note uh, from from Kavanaugh. And some of the more conservative justices saying, if there are mail-in votes that come after, which in Pennsylvania is very likely, um, that would end up flipping the vote, which is kind of ridiculous because, like, the the vote, the flipping the result is what he said because there is no yeah, yeah, result. Yeah. Uh, then the Supreme Court kind of reserves the right to to come back in. Um, yeah, exactly. Do you think that is like that? That is I, where. I, I think, think most people are, including me, are most again. nervous.
0: I think they—they they clearly don't want to be involved in state laws. Once uh, you define precedent uh, by ruling on something that comes out of a state, you know you've set that rule for everybody. Uh, I think, especially now, the court is very mindful of state laws and uh you know the federalism is it, it's really what allows our country to survive it's not one size fits all so uh, it's going to be interesting this is why i said it. if we get to if we get to counting everything under the sun we're going to be at it for weeks
1: yeah i hope i like i think we'll have a good idea of who's like uh, people say I'm sca- like people have not agreed with me so far, uh, that I've talked to several people. But I think we'll have a good idea of at least who's winning, who's doing hey, the best. Hope, I by, hope you're by, right. By I
0: really do hope you're right. I, I, I think this has been an agonizing enough year.
1: Yeah. You just want it to be over pretty much. Yeah. We'll
0: survive everybody. It, it, uh, I'm I just take what comes. If, 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 if it's the country's will that we have a, a left-leaning Democrat who's going to fight it out with his own party, well, then that'll happen. If we get a right-leaning guy who's we've had for four years, maybe we haven't imploded yet, right? Everyone, until COVID, everyone had a job. The economy was rolling pretty well. Unemployment numbers were good. Uh, economic growth was good. I, you know, To my knowledge... The Trump administration hadn't abolished any newspapers or, uh, you know, uh, social media sites. So for all the, you know, for all of the uh, uh, screaming about how he's a fascist, it's just like the evidence just isn't there. Um, we'll all survive. Hey, listen, let's be honest. Joe Biden is not going to survive an entire
1: term. I, is, think, he's I think he's not if he... in...
0: The physical shape to do this. this is a brutal job.
1: If Trump makes I don't it, think he has I it, think it I think, think if, it if Trump, Trump makes it, I believe in Joe.
0: President Harris inside a few years.
1: If Trump makes it, that's I believe in point. Joe though. I, I think Joe can if Trump if Trump makes it if, if Trump makes it, I think Joe is going to be able to uh, to hold on. Uh, I, that's my my standard. but in terms of eight years, I find that highly. Uh, highly unlikely forget for Joe. eight forget eight no way
0: not a chance. I don't think honestly, Donald Trump loses. he runs again <laughs> in 2024
1: yeah it, that's interesting That's a, it's a great this is a great opportunity to segue into the the Trump campaign and the Republican party here like i I did not get that sense at all. I really don't think he enjoys or at least anymore being president.
0: Oh, I think he does.
1: What I makes think, you think that?
0: I think he loves. He loves the part. He loves the big picture parts. Uh, how else would you start to architect uh, uh, commercial, uh, you know, an economic peace between uh, Middle East enemies? You know that that's a challenge. Like, that's a real philosophical and. Uh, economic challenge; those are the things I think he loves. Uh, you know, you, I, I think he also loves uh, being, uh, you know, a guy who respects police and uh, military, and uh, I think he loves that part of the job. Do I think he loves the whole job? No, I don't think anybody loves the whole job.
1: I I don't think the I don't think he played a big role in the, the whole thing with the – what was it with the UAE that he had that deal with? Yeah. Is that, I don't, well, and I also don't know if that's – I don't know if they were about to, to blow up Israel every – No, it's, well, it's two, a number of people now. You've
0: got, it's not just the UAE. He's putting – what he's really doing is he's using these small dominoes to pressure the Saudis because that's the big domino, Right. They have the most money, they have the most power in the region aside from Iran and Turkey who's you know know, they they do a little bit of saber-rattling now. Um, I think it's a methodical um, progression that he's interested in. I mean, you know, he he put the right people on the job. You know, Jared Kushner gets a uh, uh, he gets pummeled in the media but I think he just keeps his head down and does whatever uh, he can to to forward that. I mean, isn't it nice if we can stop? If we have a bunch of allies in the Middle East as opposed to enemies, that's you know that's a big money saver. It's uh, a, a big geopolitical change. puts pressure back on Iran. It, it kind of uh, boxes out the the uh, it boxes out Russia. Um, you know, I think. I, When it comes to voting for this, these are the things that I care about in voting. Uh, Domestic policy, you know, if you keep my taxes low, I'm happy. Um, I certainly do think school choice is having sent my kids to private school because I didn't want to send them to the local public school. I can tell you that it makes a huge difference if a kid is in a place where he can actually learn. Where other kids care about learning, these are the things that matter as far as domestic policy for me. You know, the culture wars—that's just that's clickbait. That that's why Fox and CNN exist. They exist on culture wars.
1: Yeah, I I think like I did want to. I think we could spend another ten, fifteen, twenty minutes talking about uh, policies in the Middle East, just like because uh, that is definitely something, an area where I do have a lot of disagreement with both with both Trump, Trump, and you about. Just like I feel like the the real fight, and it's not much of a fight. Like in in all honesty, Israel has in won the won the conflict, the Israel Palestine conflict. It's not like Palest like Palestine West Bank Gaza whatever. They're they're not going to be they're like just absolutely powerless in, every, in terms of allies globally and um and like really a lot of figures but i i just think like i don't i don't and i don't think like Iran's rushing in to help, help them anytime soon but i don't think yet when it comes to israel being in that position uh i i do think it's it's very interesting but i w- we could definitely talk about that but it is election day and i do want to ask a little bit more about the Republican Party, and like that, is to me yeah. very, very interesting. Is um, I do believe you see Trump as pulling it out still, or uh,
0: you mean as an is election it, win? I think it's a toss-up.
1: Uh, yeah, so I guess if we, if we could entertain, because there's obviously the 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 one future is. Uh, that Trump goes on and things kind of yeah. continue as they are in the Republican Party but the also probably more likely future at this point is uh, he loses and th- then it's kind of like everything's up in the air so what? who do you see as the next leaders coming out and what are the I ideological think, battles that are going to shape think, it
0: I think if he loses he's got enough uh, if, there's, if there's a power struggle I don't know that you'll you know, you'll, you'll see those uh, Lincoln Project Republicans welcomed back with open arms into the, uh, into the Republican Party. I mean, these, so you, you can, uh, uh, political parties, from, for ordinary people, political parties are about policies, right? For people inside the political parties, this is an inside game. How do I make my money? How, am I a lobbyist? Am I a, a, a pollster? Am I a consultant? You know, can I can I hang on to my job? Uh, and you know, Donald Trump has shaken. You know, there's there's a couple of different kinds of swamps in Washington, right? There's the you you, you got the military-industrial complex swamp. You've got every agency swamp between. Uh, you Know IRS and uh, education department and housing and urban development, these people are all just vying to keep jobs. Um, it's not like a so I don't know who rushes in to fill any vacuum. I think it's still Donald Trump's party, even when he loses.
1: I think I kind of see it a little bit differently because he, like most like republicans when they come in and most most candidates they fill the town up with like their people but trump didn't really have any people to he didn't really have any of his own infrastructure because he was so different from the party he didn't really have any of his of his own people and a lot of those people were already just traditional republican republican people so um like a lot of those do you see like i i think like a lot of those people are probably just going to end up like reverting to to Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz like that's probably but, but
0: those guys have all been supporting the policies of Donald Trump. And that's what I mean by it's his party. Maybe he's not.
1: Well, what do you see as the biggest policy Ted differences born. between like what 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 directions would a Marco Rubio want to steer the party back into that that Trump would not want to would
0: See, I can't think I can't think of any really. I mean, they're both tough on uh um uh, Socialists, you know, like the socialism and the, and the full-on left wing of the uh, of the Democratic Party. Uh, they, they both are. You know, they're all. You could throw uh, 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 Texas. The oh god, why can't I think of his name? Senator from Texas, Cruz. Got, Cruz got that. He looks great now. He's with that beard, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> these guys. He, Look at the look at the beating that Cruz took from Donald Trump, and still supports that guy. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. was so, like I mean, we'll maybe, they, maybe they maybe they become. Still
0: them. And you've got guys like Josh Hawley, who is a, a supporter. Uh, I think the I think the philosophy. I think Donald Trump helped to reorder and streamline the philosophy inside the modern Republican party. Do I, do I personally believe that Donald Trump is anti-abortion? I do not think so. He was in New York for, you know, 40 years. He gave to everybody under the sun. I don't think he's an ideologue about things like that. I do believe he's big on, uh, uh, creating an environment where jobs stay in the, in the States. I think he's big on lower taxes. I think he's, you know, Reaganomics, I think he's, that's built into the Republican party, the Reaganomics theory, where if you lower taxes, you increase economic activity. So I think some of the philosophies will remain. I think he's just a polarizing figure.
1: Yeah. um... So
0: I think Ted Cruz, if you want to know who's really going to make a difference, I think a guy like Ted Cruz has a future. I think a guy like Josh Hawley has a big future. Uh, I think, uh, um, uh, Kennedy from Louisiana, he's always got a future. Like these are guys that are just, they're carrying the water for things they believe in that. So they were, they, you know, they were, uh, they were said to be subservient in some sense to a bombastic, loud, crude, uh, person Mm-hmm. Whose philosophies tend to align with theirs.
1: So, yeah, I think like in generally, like it. there aren't too many like major like party differences, but I guess you could see kind of a more explicit war hawkishness, I think, from the Republican Party. Yeah, I think and I that, think that think you wouldn't see
0: de- that. would be to their detriment, in my
1: opinion. I totally agree. I think you're going to see a more like more vibrant. Like like appreciation of like probably the intelligence community and stuff like that, yeah. and I do think there is some pretty big ideological differences between people like Josh Hawley, who like genuinely I think t- hates people like Mark Zuckerberg and like I don't know, yeah. I, I I can't really tell if it's for the the like, the actual bad stuff that he's doing or just like that he's like discriminating against conservative content or whatever whatever they say, but yeah. um but, like, and then you've got people like Ted Cruz who are just kind of like subservient to any major base of power from a corporation they could possibly find, so there could I think there could be some some potential for a interesting kind of different line there,
0: yeah, I think there will be some power struggles. I think Donald Trump, even if he loses just because of his persona and his his media abilities, will never be completely out of it.
1: He will. Like, you think he'll be a Republican political force? I do. I, I, I definitely do. agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I
0: just I, look at the crowds of people that are showing up at rallies. Now, Donald Trump may lose the election, but you got to have some respect for the commitment that people have to his it, it, the idea of him, someone who isn't afraid to walk in and sweep all the broken China out of the shop and say, listen, what are we doing? This is all broken already. You know? There's no gluing it back together.
1: Yeah, that's just, probably I think that's the most electorally effective case for him, but I don't think you can make it anymore. And uh, ultimately I think that's why he is doomed in twenty twenty.
0: Do you think Donald Trump is doomed in twenty twenty?
1: Yep, I think I think I, they, I think know. it's I think so. He may be, I don't know, uh,
0: dude. I think I think, like Mark Twain said, the reports of my death are slightly exaggerated.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's definitely. I, he it's certainly possible he could win. That's for sure. If
0: you if you if you but listen to the Republican,
1: I don't think he's gonna. If you
0: listen if you listen to the Republican uh, party machine, they've registered millions of voters who've never voted before. Okay, and I don't know if you can poll those people that's a little difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a shift, you know, a, a, a palpable shift. And that's why I was talking about class rather than race. You've got young, black men in greater numbers gravitating toward Donald Trump.
1: And yeah, that's interesting. Why? Did, what makes you, like, do you think that's a, a push or a pull by Donald Trump or a push away from the Democratic Party?
0: I think it's both. I think, that uh, I think what we're talking about are young m- m- uh, more educated black men who are thinking I don't I don't get anything out of the Democrat party. I mean I, I, I don't want to be a victim. Uh, I don't feel like I'm a victim. I'm, I'm in control of my my financial destiny, my family destiny. I don't want to be pigeonholed. In, in a way that doesn't characterize me. Uh, and I don't know if it's for lack of a better choice, although I think Donald Trump is a fairly attractive choice. You know, he's, a, he's a wealthy guy, speaks his mind, uh, isn't afraid to talk about race. Um, he's kind of breaks through a wall that had been established and I think that Democrats had just imagined would always be there. And you can tell just in some of the things, you know, when, when Joe Biden, it, it it's actually offends me when Joe, you know, I'm a white guy. It, it offends me when Joe Biden says, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. I mean, that it's, just think about how sweeping a generalization that is. And I don't think that any uh, ethnicity, I don't think that any group or race is monolithic like that.
1: People yeah, have I, their own
0: minds.
1: I don't like I don't agree with all the things you said there, but I definitely think that there's some things that if if he wanted, I think if it was like probably a little bit smarter, he could have a like super, super significant if he was like more sympathetic to to Black Lives I, I think if he was more sympathetic to Black Lives Matter and like played up his pardoning of Alice Johnson like if yeah. he if he kind of just said the like we we support we support like black lives matter but we don't support kind of like the Biden line um on on what he says like we don't support any violence but we like support the right to protest and uh we support Alex or we uh, look what I did for Alex Johnson and the first step act and um all this other stuff and also saying yeah. that what have the democrats done for you like they ha they haven't put you in these good situations that's why the democrats are so continuously having to uh, boost their turnout in places like the like African American parts of Philadelphia, uh, and those big cities where they're like they need people to desperately turn out. I think he could have a huge chunk of the black vote if um, he wanted. I
0: think he, he's accomplishing a big chunk of that without having to embrace the you know capital letters PLN. I think that uh, to have done that to even that's listen the Black Lives Matter movement is brilliant branding okay you cannot say uh believe, it to say black lives matter it, it's automatically associated with a you know basically a neo-marxist group and yet the statement in and of itself is such a truism right so it's the uh Lowercase Black Lives Matter. I think everybody is on board with that. I mean, you have to be a psycho lunatic to yeah. not be on board with that, right? Uh, that's why it's brilliant. Uh, kind of, uh, it, it kind of put pressure on uh, on Republicans to avoid it completely. because if all that would get reported is you said Black Lives Matter, not that you said you know that. It, in every case, a black person's life matters. Do you know what I mean? That's, you have to, that's too big a concept. You have to parse too many thoughts in that. Uh, but I think that most Republicans have that sentiment anyway. The small BLM rather than the large BLM. And hopefully that's, that's going to be enough. When you do have someone like Alice Johnson, who is clearly like a perfect choice For a pardon. Right. Yeah. Uh, And then he he just pardoned some other young, young guy the other day. Um, You know, it's not lost. uh, I don't think it's lost in in the black community. Um, And I think that's evidenced by enough black celebrities who are saying, "Listen, I've had enough of this. I just want to work with whoever." whoever gets it done. And so today you've got uh, Fifty Cent, Ice Cube, and uh, you know there are handfuls of there are handful of people who are making their decision not on party but on substance. We got to be honest. Whether it's marketing or not, you know Donald Trump has really gone after the uh, black vote in very clever ways.
1: Yeah, I think with Biden there, it makes it very, very easy because he is such a representative of the status quo uh, and it has just been not good for for a lot of those people. So um, let's now, before we wrap up here, I do want to go through some major uh, other things to watch for tonight. Uh, At 8 p.m., you're going to want to take a look um, really Uh, These are the two things you want. If Biden's doing well, uh, if Biden still holds a comfortable lead in Florida after the early votes arrive in the panhandle, the president's chances are on life support. Of course, the needle will uh, probably have told you this already, referring to his election needles in The New York Times. So we have to – those have already been – uh, Subject to some great controversy before We'll see how they do tonight uh, But if Trump has already fought Biden down to a draw In Florida this one could go down to a wire A precondition for a national Trump victory At this point yeah. victory in Florida Would come down to straggling election day vote uh, Democratic ballots in Miami-Dade And Broward versus a whole lot of Republican Vote elsewhere in the state um, Made in New Hampshire um, Both these states Should count all their ballots in no particular order um, So that's Uh, Now we turn to Pennsylvania, which really will be painful. Uh, The state will be counting in-person Election Day ballots on election night because state law prohibits Election Day administrators from opening mail, uh, even opening mail ballots until Election Day. So they can't count them at least until Election Day. So as you said earlier, that means we're going to be here for a long time. In the final Times-Siena survey, Biden had a 75-19 lead among voters who had requested an absentee ballot and an 80-13 lead. Among those who would return one, Uh, Trump could easily lead all throughout the night, even if he's on track for a decisive loss. Because, again, none of those Biden votes will come through until after Election Day, which could be very decisive in the election um, for this state. So uh, in Texas, the early votes from metropolitan areas will arrive quickly, which will give Biden uh, appear to give him a largely. Then we'll have to see. Uh, whether Trump can catch up with the Rural and Election Day votes on that. Texas could take a while to count its votes, but it ought to be mostly finished on election night. Uh, that's more than we can say, actually, for a lot of states. Um, at 9 p.m. Eastern, if Biden is still winning uh, outright, uh, leading or outright victorious in North Carolina and Florida, uh, then things will look very good for him. Uh, we also have to have some counties, a uh, pretty good idea of Ohio, and our first clear look at what's happening in the Midwest. And if you can compare that to Hillary, and if she's doing better, if he's doing better than Hillary there, uh, he is in very good shape. If Trump's going to win, he will need to be favored strongly in North Carolina and Florida at this point. Um, and i will also need to show some surprising strength and the first counties to wrap up the Northern battlegrounds. All right. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining us today. That is all the time that we have. We'll let you, uh, Go uh, enjoy the bad the last of your election would, day. Thank you so much like for like joining to talk us. Talk
0: a little bit about Minnesota.
1: <laughs> oh, you want to talk about him <laughs> Minnesota? All right. I think give man, us a preview why for. Would,
0: why would Joe Biden go to Minnesota? Just tell me. About.
1: Yeah, that that's that. It's going to be hit those if two states could be absolutely mind blowing. It is Minnesota and Nevada. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, because you got Minnesota and Nevada. That's what we'll leave you with before we come on at eight tonight. Uh, the thing to watch is going to be Minnesota and Nevada, just because uh, in Nevada there's a lot of Hispanic vote, which Biden has been struggling with lately, uh, and some polls have come out incredibly close on that front. And of yes. course, the the working class vote in Minnesota with the the miners up there, uh, who went for Trump last time in a big way. So. Yep. See if you can, uh, can hold that off But Minnesota's been a blue state for a long time So if, if Trump I pulls that off It'll dude, be a you, huge if coup so,
0: If it's so blue Why would he spend the last few days Of the campaign Shoring up Minnesota I think there's a story to tell in there
1: <laughs> Alright we'll, we'll see if you're right uh, David thank you so much for coming on That concludes our second hour We'll be back at 8 tonight For the results We'll see you then